Welcome to Patsy Talks. My name is Patsy, with a Z. These podcasts include interviews from my syndicated radio program, Joy on Paper, a program for writers and those who dream of writing, as well as new content focused on helping you promote your books if you are a writer, or for you readers to inspire you to write the book that is inside you, or to find new authors whose books will enrich your life. with the Z. Welcome to Joy on Paper, a program for writers and those who dream of writing. Today is a special day because uh, this is a pre-Valentine's Day program. And when I was thinking who I wanted to talk to, I thought of the, the sweetest, the nicest and the kindest person I have interviewed since I started this program five years ago and somebody who I just love. Lang Martin Jr. is an amazing, amazing author and songwriter. His songs have been recorded by Reba McIntyre, Jerry Lee Lewis, uh, the Pointer Sisters, and many others. And of course, Elvis. And the last song that Elvis recorded that was released was a wonderful song called Way Down. And I love that song. And I'm so happy to welcome Lang Martin Jr. back to Joy on Paper. Hi, Lang. Hey, Patsy. What a so sweet to want me back. It's- oh, Lang, we're breaking up. Can you get closer to your phone or something? Yeah. Is that any better? Yeah, that's much better. Okay. Go we ahead. want to hear every word. As I said, it's Valentine's Day coming up, and your book, Permission to Fly, A Memoir of Love, Crushing Loss, and Triumph, touched me so much when I read it, and so many of my listeners just were so enthralled with the book and with the story of your love and and of your beautiful wife, Linda. And I thought, what, what a better way to celebrate Valentine's Day than to talk a little bit about Linda. Oh, God, nothing I'd rather talk about. <laughs> How many years now have you been married? This is, this is uh, 56 years. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing for people who find their love and just can share it for so many wonderful, wonderful, blessed years. It is a beautiful thing. And I was uh, so impressed with a little article that you wrote, and it's about the situation here during the COVID time and and telling people they can find something wonderful even during this terrible time. We're going to play one of your songs. You know, this is a song that's not played often enough, if you ask me. I love this song. It's the Pointer Sisters, and uh, it is a great song. We'll play that, in, and maybe you can adjust your phone so that you don't break up so much, okay? You know what, Patsy? It's doubling. When I hear you talk, I hear me. I don't know what's happening. Do you, you don't have your radio on. No, I don't. Let's play this song first, and then you can tell us about it, okay? Okay, sure. Should I do it? 
Well, you know, I love this song. Can you hear me? Yeah, we hear you better now. Okay. I love the Pointer Sisters. They just have so much life and so much spirit. And it, it was an incredible thrill when they recorded that song. They do it so beautifully. It's one of these songs that when you hear it all day long, after I'm going around the house saying, should I do it? Like, like should I should I, do, oh. should I do the laundry or should I, you know? Yes. Oh, God. It, it's, it's, well, these people, you know, when I would hear someone on the radio like that and they were just so eaten up with uh, life and what I think of as spirit and just can-do attitude, um, I just sat there one day and I said I would give my right arm to have those guys record one of my songs. And, and I... I just played, I lay down on the floor and I had these detachable speakers and I would just play their albums over and over and over and over. And I think that when I sat down to write a song at during that time, that those chords and their rhythms and their spirit and everything was just in me. And that song rolled out really quickly. And the idea that, then I made this demo, which was just, it's just an incredibly good demo. The female singer who sang it was just perfect for it. And you know what's really crazy about that, Patsy? That girl charged $50 to sing my demo, $50. And she is so good. She did all the harmony parts and everything. So then I loved this demo so much. And then when they loved it so much, it just, it's the biggest payoff of being a songwriter or being any kind of a writer when somebody that you think is wonderful loves your song or loves your book or, or anything. The fact that you love my my stories and my book and then you love this essay that I wrote about Linda and my taking these trips is just such a charge to me. You can't imagine. I think you are inspirational. Uh, certainly, you know, you suffer tragedy and you overcame it by simply going ahead with life and saying, I'm going to enjoy what I have as much as I can. And that's the right attitude. And I hate like when I hear about people being really, really depressed during this pandemic time, because there are things that they can do. And like you do these wonderful road trips and you see things that just fill your heart with joy. Whether it's a John Deere tractors, which you know, uh, <laughs> now you know, yeah. uh, coming from my grandfather's farm, I, I love a John Deere. <laughs> well, it's just so educational. You ride out, we go. Uh, it takes about an hour and a half for us to get up into Southern Kentucky because we live in Nashville, and when we're there, it's just complete different world from Nashville. And we think probably lots of the people that whose houses are we're passing have never been to Nashville and have, would have no reason to go. You see these gigantic silos and these incredibly expensive tractors, and you realize that people think of a person like that as a farmer, but they've got to be an unbelievable business person. And that sort of gets no play at all. But when these rides and then being together is one fabulous aspect, but all of this eye-opening stuff that we see, or, you know, you go by a, a field of, of corn or whatever, and you see a, a cell tower, and you think, wow, this guy's probably getting three or $4,000 a month for that cell tower to be on his property. And that helps him so much, you know, and you it just 
these rides make us think of all kinds of things that aren't generally on our mind. So that's an extra bonus to it. Well, that's one great thing about having audible books these days that you can listen in the car, really, to every book that you can imagine and any kind of book you can imagine. Just getting fresh ideas in your head, thinking about things is so important, not to just dwell on your own problems or or just in general problems, but to look for, for the beauty of the places around you and even, you know, stopping for ice cream. Oh, <laughs> that's the key thing. But it's fun to have all these little destinations that we know where there are good ice cream and we know what their specialty ice cream is and regional stuff. Where in the south of the great barbecue and the north, where are the great lobster rolls and stuff? And we just get in the car, Patsy, and we already say, so what are you going to get? You know, because it's so exciting that what's waiting at the other end of the of their trip. It's also incredible to have a buddy. I, I think, you know, when you're going through really, really difficult times alone is if you have a, a pal or somebody that, you know, preferably someone that you love, that's an extra bonus. But even just a good friend, you know, a good buddy. And and I've often thought that, you know, the struggle that Linda and I went through when she was crippled in the car accident and everything, um, we had each other. We always have had each other and we've always known that. And Perhaps during this pandemic time, people are thinking more about about keeping their connections, the people that they love, to their families, and really strengthening their friendships. Because they see now that you need people. My neighborhood is a good example. Like, I, I have just called up several several guys and just said, you know, will you walk on Tuesday, you know? And then it turns out often that we end up walking every Tuesday. And, uh, and they're different ages. You know, you get to hear, you know, somebody that's in their 30s, like I'm in my high 70s, and someone in their 30s has completely different interests and cares and knowledge. And I I just walked with the one guy. He's probably 45 or something. But, you know, his kids are, you know, 15-ish, totally different stage of life for me and facing all kinds of, you know, Internet things with a daughter and all kinds of stuff that I don't. So it's. It, it just keeps you part of the universe. And I just think the idea of hanging around only with people that are um, you've known forever, which is wonderful, but that are just your age or something. No, not nowhere nearly as educational as the whole spectrum of people. Exactly. I have wonderful conversations with the guy who does the begging at my local grocery store. I just, I love him. And we have the, <laughs> the greatest talks at 7 o'clock in the morning because I do my shopping at 7 o'clock in the morning because I can't stand crowds. It's important to your brain cells, actually, you know, to keep this constantly in motion, always learning something new. And channel, you know, we're... Where you have an opinion or something that that I might have at my age, and someone sees it completely differently from their thirties, and uh, you know, yeah, I, I, one guy in our neighborhood, one of the things he does is he he looks for people that have something to contribute to their particular end of society, and he's got some of these people on on YouTube talking to their uh, world about financial responsibility and the other day i i i listened to one of these things or went on and on youtube and i thought wow that is a completely different language for me and isn't it incredible that and i looked at it had 456,000 views or something and it was pretty new 
It's so there's a hell of a lot of people watching this thing. And I thought, okay, th- he's teaching them all about money and, you know, taxes and withholding taxes. And one of the things he says is, I never met anybody with two jobs that, that wouldn't be doing better if they had one good job. I mean, stuff like that. And I think, okay, what are these people doing with their money? So I texted my friend who sponsors these guys, and he said they're investing in their neighborhood. And they're, you know, buying apartment buildings or shops or something and renting it to their neighbors. And, you know, they trust each other because they're from the same neighborhood and the same, uh, have the same worldview. And so they're going to be responsible to each other. The, the landlord's going to do a good job taking care of them. And the other guys are going to pay their rent and all this kinds of, anyway, I, I just, that's, that was something that I just saw on YouTube last week. And I never would have known this kind of stuff was going on and and finding a way not just with an ad from somebody on TV that may or may not communicate with these people, but these are people who are from this neighborhood speaking to their neighbors and, well, their neighbors or people from similar backgrounds and helping them. And it was incredibly, you know, exciting to me, but also fascinating to to see that it was going on. Anyway. Well, it's great. You know, it's... uh, just knowing more people and learning new things are always great. And when I announced that you were going to be on, my listeners send me these wonderful emails because they, they just love you. Uh, the song Abilene uh, meant something to you. It, it triggered something in you. Uh, yeah. Do you know that song? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Everybody loves that song, Abilene, Abilene. Uh, what is it? Um, pretty. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So my, my listener asked, what happened when you heard that song? Was it a thrill for you to realize that you, you could write? <laughs> well, you know, that's, it's so funny. Somebody's got a darn good memory. That is in my book. And it was a summer I was painting houses and I had a little transistor radio in the gutter next to me and uh, while I was painting up on a ladder. And that song came on Abilene. And I just remember thinking god that is just such a wonderful song i wonder if i could write a song and i just i really just said yeah you know i could do that i understand how that song is built and what the structure is to that song so i i just started writing song, and that was the beginning of it so that would have been the summer of uh, 19, 1963 so however many million years ago that is what 68 years ago or something i don't know but it was a seminal moment where i just said that makes me feel so good. If I could ever write a song that someone would like, that would be the greatest feeling going. So. And the thing is, you weren't a musician. You weren't, a, a, you know, trying to be like a, a, a singer or something. It just, you just felt within you that you could, you could write. Yeah. And my, my mom had been a writer, Patsy. My mom was a writer who had stories in every woman's magazine you could possibly name. And so she... And words, and we had five kids in our family. I was the oldest. But she and words and everything to do with um, affection and expressing affection, expressing emotion, touching, all the things that we know are so critical. That was my mom was loaded with that. And so being a writer of some kind or another wasn't foreign to me because I had seen her doing it. And... So I really just began walking around my neighborhood singing songs, writing these songs. And because we lived near New York City, when I got a couple of songs, I guess, 
probably two or three. I just thought, you know, in order to go anywhere with this, I, I would love someone to record it. But for that to happen, I've got to go and to a music center and try to find people who do music for a living. And because I read all the music magazines and the fan magazines and stuff, I knew that there was one bar in particular on Broadway in New York called the Turf, Turf Bar, that all the music people went to, the songwriters and musicians and record producers and stuff. And so I was going to Columbia, which is, uh, I don't know, uh, 66 blocks or so from there. And one day I just said, if you're ever going to, you know, get anywhere but just sing in your neighborhood, you got to do this. So I went down to that bar and I, I did not have the guts to go in that bar for two or three days, two or three different tries. And one day I just said, I, I've got to go in here. And I went in there and I just found some people that looked like they might be musical people. And I asked them if they knew where I could record a song. And they said, well, what instrument do you play? And I said, well, I don't play an instrument. <laughs> and they said, well, how do you write songs? Does that song have music? The guy said, and I said, yeah. And he said, well, how does it have music if you don't play anything? And I said, well, I, I just sing it. And he said, in the air? And I said, yeah. He thought that was hysterical. But he told me where to go. And I think for 80, 80 bucks, I was able to hire uh, bass, drums, and guitar, and, and um, a piano. And I made my first demo, and it just totally hooked me, Pat. I mean, I heard my voice coming out of that speaker, and I thought, this is it. I have got to do this. And I just, so that was my awakening. But yes, you're right. I didn't play an instrument in the beginning. I, I had no musical training at all. I couldn't read. I still can't read music. I can barely tune my guitar. Um, I, it's just uh, something that was just sort of in my blood. It turned out to be just in my blood or something. Well, you know, uh, it's just so exciting always when when I tell um, my listeners, when I say, you know, I'm going to be talking to Lang Martin Jr., and they just sort of jump at it. And, of course, they all remember. And, you know, just in January, uh, you know, um, I was had been thinking about Elvis, and and I, I want to play again, uh, you know, way down, and because... This time, usually I, you know, because I don't have a lot of time on the program, and sometimes I, I sort of cut things down, but I want to play the entire song because people really have asked me, they just want to hear it while you're listening to it, knowing that you, you know, Lang Martin Jr. himself, you know, is listening to this wonderful, and it must just still thrill you when you hear your song being sung by Elvis. Oh, I mean, I just can't believe it. I absolutely cannot believe that ever happened. Because as I say right in the beginning of my book, I, um, I was in seventh grade and heard that Heartbreak Hotel for the first time. And I just thought, well, this is this is just a life-changing thing. This is, and I, I, I went and bought the album, brought it to school and looked at it and showed it to all the, you know. Uh, then to hear him, I think it was, but I think it was tw 20 years later, um, sitting in that recording studio, hearing that song play that he was singing, it just seemed a total. I mean, how does that happen? That's just impossible. Well, but it, it, it somehow it still gives me chills just to listen to it. So here we'll go ahead. <laughs> you know, we're going to go ahead and and listen to the song, knowing that you're listening, it makes it all all the more exciting. Okay, here. You're, thank you. 
babe, you get closer. The lights are going dim. The sound of your breathing has made the mood I'm in. All of my resistance lying on the floor, taking me to places I've never been before. I can feel I know. It's, a, it's amazing. He, he uh, that's of course that was J.D. Sumner, uh, who who was could do that. <laughs> Not many people can do that. Yeah. No, I think he's just one of the very few that was ever certainly ever recorded doing it. He, I, th- I think he was in the book of Guinness broke up world records for that. Maybe changed by now, but kind of unbelievable. Tampa, a, a wild place now having won the super bowl that was just so exciting oh, oh wow tampa was went well of course you know in the pandemic we can't go as wild as as uh, we used to and uh, i'm sure all of the sports bars and every place were really sad that you know they couldn't be at full occupancy because they they certainly could have and that was a that was a fantastic game and yesterday did you see tom brady throw the ball from one boat to another uh, throw the trophy oh, oh my god Imagine if that had fallen into the water. Oh, God. Well, listen, you're wonderful to have me. I just think it, it's just such a fabulous spirit that you've got that you spread out to people. And I know it's going all the time, you know, in, in between these long times when we're not talking. But, God, it's fabulous to just hear your energy. 
It's, my mother used to wake up with a song in her heart, really, literally, with a song in her heart. And she would start singing in the mornings. And uh, she and I, uh, as you probably saw, I sent you an email early in the morning. I still get up like at 4.30. I'm like the farm girl. And uh, so I get up and I still have a song in my heart because of her. You see how important, like your mother was such an influence on you. And my mother, with this same cheerful attitude and... Uh, so it was just, I, I want to imbue this in people and say, look for the joy and look for the happiness. And our life wasn't easy. We were very poor when I was a kid. I mean, very poor because you come from a very privileged family. You were rich and you had, uh, you know, what your what your grandfather was was a representative, right, in Congress. He, he was a banker. Well, he, uh, he was a congressman. God, you have a good memory. Well, yes, he was a congressman. It's important that we we bring music into the world, and partly because of you, because of you, I've started to, you know, occasionally play songs on my program. And I want to introduce you today to somebody, a young songwriter, because I know you love to encourage people. And a couple months ago, uh, I was sent her song, and I played it. I fell in love with it, just like I fell in love with your songs, that they, they just make me feel good. I'm just happy. And uh, so I have on the line uh, somebody who'd like to say hello to you. Her name is Haley Woolbright. Hi, Haley. Are Hi, you there? Haley. Hi, Wayne. Oh. Hi. <laughs> How are you? So you're, you're eating great. up a song, huh? <laughs> yeah, and I have really, I've been listening the whole half hour here, and uh, I, I just uh, downloaded your book on uh, Audible, actually. Um, and I can't wait to listen to it. Uh, well, you know, it's, I spent my life making demos and, you know, trying to, you know, do my best to sell my song. It was very interesting, too. It took three months, Haley. That, that's how long it took. So many tries to get it right. <laughs> but I'm sure you have that same thing when you're, when you're doing songs. I mean, when you really care about it, you just it, it doesn't always happen quickly to, to get it perfectly as you want it. How long oh, have you exactly. Been and when it does, it's the best. Um, I've, been, I've been writing, I mean, really my whole life, that's always been my strength. But it wasn't until I, like, picked up the guitar when I was about 17 to learn how to play guitar that I was like, huh, maybe I could write songs to go along with this. You know, I've always liked writing in school. Maybe I could write songs. And so um, I'm 25 now, so, so do the math there, 17, 25. Um, yeah, I've been like really intentionally songwriting since then. Well, you know what? One of the things that always interested me is lots of my friends who are writers are wonderful instrumentalists, but not everybody. And I'm definitely one of those who's not. And but if you can uh, get the rhythms and the chords and the the notes, you can sing them to people. <laughs> if you can play just a few chords, you can sing them to people who can, you know, play them better. You may be good enough. To, to play your own, which is kind of the ultimate. And once in a blue moon, I did that. It was, but basically, I think it's encouraging to know that, you know, you don't have to be the greatest you know, guitar player, piano player, or whatever. You, it's the feeling and and the, and the rhythm, and the chords and the way the the notes fall over the chords. I, mm -hmm. I just I mentioned because you may maybe great instrumentalist, but I think it's interesting that um, you don't necessarily have to be. Exactly. No, I love that. 
You know, uh, Lang, I want to play uh, the song that I decided to put Haley on the program. So listen in, and we'll talk about it when we finish. Boxcar. And, um, you know, I think she's been listening to you. <laughs> Here, let's go ahead, and, and we'll listen to Boxcar. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Did you sing it? Yeah, that's hers. That's I did, her voice. Yeah. You know, she is a yeah, newlywed. She is a newlywed. And the guy she wrote this song about, <laughs> she dumped. <laughs> and, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, good. Good riddance, you know, good riddance. Uh, well, but, he served his purpose. But he, he, served his purpose. he served his purpose. And now he did, she, now, he did. Now she's a newlywed. And I was thinking, you know, here we have a newlywed songwriter and you who have now have... 55 years of being married to Linda, who is such a wonderful, giving woman and, and who's kept you going for all this time. 
I thought for Valentine's Day, I, that's an inspiration for people to know that in Haley's case, she dumped that guy, got over him, find herself a new guy, and uh, you know she's on 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 the way, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Getting dumped or dumping is very emotional, and that's what works in song. Yeah, I, yeah. I got a whole album out of it. <laughs> Uh, Patsy, you know, if you would give Haley my uh, contact info, and she could—I'd love for you to set, send me the song or send me a couple or whatever, and uh, you know we can communicate. If you sure. ever come to Nashville, Haley, please call me. I'd love to have coffee. I'll tell you anything I know and do anything I could possibly do to help you. Right, that would be amazing. <laughs> and I, she's she's a St. Louis girl. To to know you, right? Oh, is that yeah. you're in St. Louis? Oh, I so am you're in St. Louis. Only yeah. You know, if you do come down, it's things are generally better you know obviously face to face and you didn't have coffee or lunch or something and you know you've obviously got i will take men. you up on that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take me up and please do because honestly and truly there's nothing more exciting to me than young people that have drive and excitement and dreams and i'm honest to god like last uh last saturday i took this young couple to to breakfast and they were like 22 or something and i mean like the third question i asked them is what are your hopes and dreams because i think that just tells you so much about somebody mm. and especially if they don't have any because right. having them <laughs> is, is, is the key to, to just the excitement and the possibilities and you've got obviously i mean you've you've done a lot of you've done a, you can't write a song as as well as that if you don't really have busted your tail at it <laughs> well she well, has thank you so tell me that the two of you um what are you going to do for valentine's day do you have a special <laughs> well you, you, special thing that you're doing well so Haley, go you newlyweds what are you guys going to do okay um well actually um I just got my first gig on Valentine's Day in, like, months because of COVID. You know, no place has had live music, so I haven't been gigging. And there's a place uh, here where I live that is, like, trying to open up live music again, and they just booked me for their Valentine's Day special. So, you know, I asked my husband, I'm like, it's our first Valentine's Day together. Is it okay? Like, can I take this gig? It's in the middle of the day. And he was like, uh, you haven't had a gig in months. Like, you got to take it. You know, we'll go out to dinner afterwards. Like, do it. Because he's so he's so supportive. He's not a musician. He's 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 the farthest thing from a musician. <laughs> but he's you know, so supportive. So that, that's I get to good. play a gig, and that's then we'll get good. some dinner. <laughs> yeah, that's so nice. So well, that sounds like a wonderful evening. Yeah. It's also good to have someone who's not, in the music business too. I mean, th- there are all ways to do it, and plenty of people are where they both are. But I, I found it very helpful that Linda wasn't, um, you know, eaten up with it. And we were, we were a family. When we were together, it's not all about, you know, one of our songs or one of our. It was about our family. I could not and, agree more. I could not agree more. What are you doing? Well, what we, <laughs> Haley, we do what we do kind of every day, especially during the winter. We, we. We go on this, these rides together and listen to books, and then we come home and often do a little quiet time thing, which could be reading or taking a nap or whatever. But then we make a fire. We sit by the fire, and we have our little glass of wine, and then we make dinner, and then we watch these romantic movies, which are getting harder <laughs> to find because we've seen, we've seen so many of them, but we're, we're constantly looking for more. But, but that's kind of our <laughs> that's little awesome. Same thing on Valentine's Day. And that's what you'll be doing 55 years from now, Haley. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, just about to right. say, I hope that's what we're doing. You know, 50 years down the line, that sounds amazing. <laughs> now, have well, you... the thing, 
all the different stages of life are so to, because, you know, for so many, we had three boys and for so long, it's, it's just all about, you know, the, the things to do with the family and everything. And then you kind of do have to reinvent yourself as, as everybody does. And then in, in a way, double with, with this car accident thing. And so, but, you know, to wake up each day now, cause I'm 78 and we can do anything we want. And we usually want to do that together and invent something and um we just have found like eight billion things that are pretty simple to do that we that are achievable you know it can't be like you can't go to italy every day or something but you can <laughs> go to some interesting little town you know in you know western tennessee or southern kentucky for us or in new england where we go a lot you know in massachusetts where we've never been and and it's simple but it's an adventure just like uh but it's achievable i think it's so important that and, and like you really can have fabulous cheeseburger every day for lunch if you want to, you know, it's achievable. <laughs> it's not just something that's like, if only I get an Elvis Presley record or something. No, that's not where the, the thing that's right. wonderful, the little magical, simple everyday stuff. And Haley, I love that. Have you written a love song for your, your new hubby? I have. And I'm excited to actually uh, say for the first time publicly that I have a new song coming out on March 11th. Um, it's called Long Game. And uh, it's actually, this is like the first song that I've written and dedicated for my husband. Um, fun fact, oh. we got engaged in November 2019, you know, and then we obviously we we're engaged going into 2020. And we were supposed to get married in September of 2020, a um, couple months ago. And last May, we found out uh, that our venue was like, rescheduling it they were like oh we have to push it back a year because of covid and so we were like well we don't want to do that we we want to get married so we got married in our backyard like a little small ceremony you know you know months before we had even planned to um and you know we're having our reception still this coming may you know kind of like a party a year later but we went ahead and just got married with our parents and siblings in the backyard um and the whole thing about this song was when we got engaged i said last last January, I started writing the secret song. I was like, you know what? He's been such a good sport. He's come to all my gigs for so long and listened to me sing songs about other boys from the past, you know, past breakups. He's been such a good, he's been such a good sport about it, but I don't have a song for him. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to write and record secretly throughout our engagement. I started this last January, a song that is for him. And I'm going to get it recorded by our September wedding so that on our wedding, I can like have it for him. He can play it. You know, I can pull it up on Spotify and be like, hey, this is your song I wrote for you. So I was doing that. Oh. I was writing it and I was in talks with my producer and we were trying to get it figured out. And then, of course, COVID hit. So I couldn't go to the recording studio. We ended up getting married earlier than thought. So I couldn't finish the song. So I just had to tell him, hey, this is what I've been doing the past six months. I ended up just playing it to him, like to him on my acoustic guitar. But now that things are kind of, you know, leveling out, I've finally gotten to go to work on this song again. And so on March 11th, he'll finally get to hear his wedding present. It's wonderful. It, the two of you are doing something so wonderful. When I started this program, I thought I was, you know, just it's, I'm talking to 
you know, people who write books. And of course, Lang, you wrote a book. But then I realized too, when Haley came along, she doesn't have a book, but, but she's writing. Those are words. Lyrics are words. And you're giving to the world a, a wonderful gift, both of you. You're giving joy. And all I have to do is play one of your songs and I feel better. I'm, I've just, you have spirit and you have heart and soul that you put into this music and we are all very very all of the, my listeners are very grateful to both of you well that's so nice we're I'm, i think Haley and i are getting the best end of the deal but you're very very sweet thank you <laughs> what, a, what a pleasure no i i really do appreciate that well, I hope you guys well, get together at some point, and um, I'm sure that you will find a lot to talk about. Haley, I know you're going to enjoy <laughs> Lang's book. Lang, a special, very yes. special thank you for you, you know, to come back to Joy on Paper again. And just hearing your voice makes me happy, and it's been an honor always when you come on Joy on Paper. Well, thank you, Patsy. You're such a treasure, and I hope I get to meet you someday. And 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 will you please give my uh, contact info to Haley so that if she ever wants to come down or communicate in any way, she I, has it. I will absolutely, Lang. Great. Thank you both so much for being on Joy on Paper today. Happy Valentine's Day to you and to your loved ones, and just have a great, great every day of your life. Find that you know joy. Not, not just joyful, joy-filled. Fill your life with joy. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well, love you guys. You're both such treasures. I, I hope we get to meet, really, because you're extremely special and just over the wires. Oh, well, thank you, Lang. Mm. I second that. Okay, well, bye-bye to both of you. Bye-bye, Lang Martin Jr. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and his book is available on Amazon. And please, people, get it. It's a wonderful book, and it will really make you... Uh, think. It'll make you think and it'll make you really appreciate this wonderful, wonderful songwriter who has filled our heart with joy. Bye-bye now, Lang. Bye, Patsy. Bye, Haley. Okay. Bye. Okay, bye-bye, Haley. Bye. This has been fun because, you know, I I wanted to give them a chance to meet and talk and I thought that would, would be fun for them. You know, Lang, of course, loves to help young people and Haley's just starting off in the business and I know one day uh, she's going to be uh, winning a Grammy Award there and I I'll, I will see her going going up on the red carpet. So I just wanted to bring them together and because it's Valentine's Day, it's a very special day. Bye-bye, everybody. Thanks for joining me. To find out more about Patsy Talks, or my radio program, Joy on Paper, visit my website, www.radio-joyonpaper.com, or follow me on Facebook at Radio Joy on Paper. If you have a question or a suggestion, send me an email at patsy.podcast at gmail.com.